Hello, you're listening to the Co-Create Work podcast with Lakita Williams and Chloe Anderson. At Co-Create Work, we help leaders just like you build companies that change lives. Each week on this podcast, we talk all things leadership, personal development, well-being, lifestyle, and creating the capacity it takes to build a great company with more ease and alignment. Welcome to the Co-Create Work podcast. Hello, co-creators. Welcome to this episode of the Co-Create Work Podcast. And we are absolutely thrilled. We're going to be talking to Jen Dice about all things human design and how we can think about human design and business. As you know, we definitely bring the spiritual side to how we think about and talk about work. And so you have heard that in other episodes. So we are absolutely thrilled if this is an introduction to you towards human design. We're excited for you to be able to learn more and then maybe even do kind of a deep dive on your own. So Jen, welcome to the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so excited. Yes, we're so excited to have you. And just to do a little introduction, as Lakita said, Jen Dice is a human design coach. She's also a marketing strategist for entrepreneurs. From physical therapist to human design coach, Jen has experienced the journey from full-time healthcare worker to finding her own unique path to her greater purpose, which we absolutely love. We love a purpose. She transitioned from her day job into a full-time online business offering Pinterest marketing. Although she saw success in the growth of that business, she still felt like she was meant for more. In her work with her own human design, her search for her true path, and two years working with business owners on their marketing strategies, she saw a gap. Too many entrepreneurs relying all on the business and marketing strategy and not doing what actually worked for them, which... Lakita and I resonate with so much. And today she helps entrepreneurs create a hell yes business and life so they can have more purpose, freedom, and impact in their work using human design. With Jen, it's all about actionable steps towards creating an aligned business that lights up your soul. I love that so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Beautiful. So Jen, I would love, because I... Don't think there is a lot of our audience who knows, unless they're our clients, because we frequently will just drop in like a little human design (laughs) recommendation and say, hey, go take your test and find this out. What is human design? How would you describe it to someone who is hearing about this for the first time? Yes. So one of the best ways I like to just introduce the concept of human design to somebody that's totally new to it is to think along the lines of those other tests that are out there, the Enneagram, many of you might be familiar with the DISC assessment, some of those other assessments that are designed for you to help you understand a little bit more of who you are at your core, how you operate your personality, things along those lines. So those tests are designed in mind to have you answer a series of questions to kind of get the the results or the knowledge and dive deeper into yourself. Human design is similar to that, but it's based on your birth information. So it's going to give you insights into your greater strengths, talents, and gifts that you innately were born with. And it's not going to change based on how you answer questions. These are things that um, you just have with you inside you that you you carry um, through into the work that you do. And it's based on a few different systems that are a little bit more ancient that 
we're kind of are kind of blended together to create the human design system. So it is based on astrology. It is based on the chakra system. It is based on the Kabbalah and the Chinese I Ching. So all of those are ancient tools, but they are blended together to help you understand your human design, your greater strengths and your gifts that you have within within you to bring to the world. So helpful. Love to get a little bit more information about it for sure. We, we did an episode a while ago around personality assessments and this, while not a personality assessment is an assessment that gives you that language, shared understanding, better understanding of yourself. Yes. (laughs) It's one of the things that I love most about human design is that it is based on more of our, you know, indigenous and ancient culture, understanding wisdom. And it's a way to understand more about yourself. And I love, Jen, you, you explain that it actually is from birth. So it doesn't have those inputs of, of necessarily like the environment that you grew up in. I'm sure that has some piece on how it you may think about it or how it shows up for you, but it's something that is innate with you. And the, and I see a lot of strengths really elevated in talking about human design. Yes. Yeah. The strengths piece and what one thing I do hear quite frequently with um, the clients that I work with is it is a very validating experience where many of us, we, we have these, this general idea of the things that we're good at, the things that were, that are our strengths for us. And that also helps us kind of guide us towards our bigger purpose through the work that we do. But a lot of times we, we have that in the back of our mind, but we talk ourselves out of it or we, you know, we let past conditioning, some of those things kind of keep us at a different level or suppress it a little. And when you go through and uncover your human design, I usually get more of those reactions of like, that makes so much sense. That is so me. And it's like, once they uncover that, it's like this huge permission slip for them to just embrace it. And it's, it's that permission to step into that strength, to step into that power and just start like leveraging it for their business, for their marketing and the work that they're doing. Yes, I think that's so powerful. And one of the sometimes downsides, and and I believe Chloe mentioned this in the assessment episode as well, is when some when, sometimes when folks take personality assessments, they use that as to say, okay, this is my way and my way is the only way. And so now I need to move through the world. You know, I have this disc or I have these strengths and that's the, that's the only way it is to be, or that's the right way. Human design feels so different than that because the explanations, even though I feel seen in it, the description is about inclusion. It's about the different ways that I may move through the world, but in community with others, which every single breakdown or app or description has always really felt like that to me, affirming, but not exclusionary. So I I think that's a really powerful thing about human design as well. So as we think about this and what Lakita just said, as far as it helps you understand yourself, but also that connection and inclusion piece, I think it might be really helpful for our listeners to just, especially since I think many of them aren't necessarily familiar with this, just to understand like, what are those different human design types? Yes. Yes. So when you get started with your human design, you can pull your free chart. And one of the, my favorite resources, it's super simple to go to is mybodygraph.com to get your free chart. 
and it will give you one of five different types. You are always going to be this type. You're ne- it's never going to shift or change based on your age or anything like that. So just an overview, and I can kind of address a little of how this might show up for us in business and us in just life in general too. Um, so there are five different human design types. I'll just list them and I'll talk about each one of them briefly. So there's the generator, the manifesting generator, the projector, the manifester, and the reflector. So if you are this generator, you are this, this design type where you are designed to be an uplifter. You have this life force energy to you where when you do the things that light you up, that light your soul on fire, that excite you, you can really create things in this world that maybe didn't exist before. And so, and you're designed to have this energy and the energy when you are in your element and you're doing the things that light you up, you create more of this life force energy that uplifts some of these other human design types. Um, and so as this generator, you tend to have more energy and it's just a matter of making sure you're doing more of the right things, the things that light you up, that are in alignment with you, that are exciting to you versus taking on too many of the things that are out of alignment, which could drain your energy as well. If you are this manifesting generator type from a business standpoint, um, a lot of the clients that I've worked with that are manifesting generators, you try to be maybe more of this linear thinker, but manifesting generators, you're designed to be like this, almost like this disruptor in a way. You see things that don't exist. You create things that don't exist. You have pieces of the generator to you with that life force energy, but you also have these manifester tendencies as well. So you can pour your energy into things that light you up and light your soul on fire, but you also can lean into that manifester energy where you are sharing and shouting out to the world, the things that you are excited about, the things that you're working on, and you can still spark movements that way, but you're designed to move around, to not be so linear, to not feel like you have to follow A, A all the way to Z um, before starting something else. You're designed to go from thing to thing to thing to thing, whatever is exciting to you and sharing that with the world. If you are this projector type, so projectors, you are designed to be this guide for the rest of us. You are so efficient in the work that you do. You can get done in four hours what it takes the rest of us eight hours to do just because you know how to stay in your zone of genius. So the more you stay in your zone of genius, the more you're going to be able to get done in a a select amount of time. And the more you're going to be able to spend time honing in on the gifts and the strengths and the knowledge that you then can project out to the world and share for the rest of us to help guide the rest of us. If you are the manifester type, so from a manifester perspective, you aren't here to be the person that is doing the work. You are here to be the person that is lighting the fire, that is getting the ball rolling, that is shouting from the rooftops, these bigger missions. You're designed to kickstart these bigger missions and get the ball rolling on things. Um, you're not necessarily, again, designed to be fitting into a box where you're managing other people or doing the work. You're designed to work on something where you want, when you want, how you want, as long as you're excited about it and inform people. And, and as you're shouting from the rooftops, the things you're excited about too, the right people will step forward and support you in that mission. And my last type is the reflector. So if you are a reflector in the human design type, you are here to be that mirror for the rest of us. 
you are designed to take in and enjoy and sample and savor all of the energies of the, the world around you, your environment, the work that you're doing, the people around you, and also help us see more of who we are because you're able to kind of take in all of these things, all the experiences from the world around you in your environment and reflect that back to us so that we as a society can really see more of ourselves through you and how we can make more progress going forward. So I don't know if that was helpful. Yes. Yes. No, <laughs> Thank so you helpful. so much, Jen. I, yeah. I think it'll be as I, as you were going through is so detailed, even in those few sentences and also so affirming and empowering. I found myself like really, I, I, and I find this all the time, really inspired to and connected to other people's types. And once mm-hmm. I know that information, it helps me to be able to adjust and be in partnership with them, even though my type of preference is different, right? That we mm-hmm. we can use this information to help us be more collaborative or more effective in how we're communicating and working together and managing our energy together. So I I think it's such a powerful resource and really, really effective breakdown. Thank you so much for that. Yes, you're welcome. And with what you were just saying, as I was listening, I was remembering just even seeing my human design type for the first time and as not to get into Enneagram, but as an Enneagram three with this achievement orientation, I'm, I have often been trying to be everything all the time, show that I can do everything. And this has really helped me in terms of that collaboration and partnership, kind of back off from that and try and really stay in in that place. I'm a projector. So trying to stay in that place a little bit more and my energy is better when I'm in that place. I feel better. I feel more connected. I feel like I collaborate so much better because I'm not trying to do everything and be Mm -hmm. everything. And and I think that is one of the most powerful aspects of this too, is exactly Lakita, what you were just naming just a little bit. I'm just saying it a little bit differently, but that ability to really appreciate other people's design types and lean into my own. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I don't think I said, so I'm a generator. And so everything you said there was really affirming as well. And there has been a really good match in the partnership for Chloe and I in understanding human design and leveraging it and how we communicate and work together. It, it makes me think as well, Jen, is how did you you know, kind of start to learn human design? And then how did you decide to start using this in your work and as the primary thing that you help folks with? Oh, yes. I love this question um, because this is, it's a part of, it's a part of the journey that brought me to where I'm at today. And so human design was something I literally stumbled across uh, a couple years ago, I think. Um, More than that, maybe a little more than that. And I had been, So I had been working my Pinterest marketing business. It was the business that I started to leave my healthcare job to be present with my kids. And I just, I knew I had to be home and that was the ticket. And I did that and I had built that business to this point of I needed help. I couldn't do it anymore. And all of the advice I had been getting at the time was you need your SOPs. You need to scale. You need to hire. You need to like, you need to grow an agency. And everything inside of me resisted that very hard to the point that I just kept the clients that I had and I kept going on the solopreneur route and pretty much just didn't, didn't t- do the work to scale. And cause I was resisting it. And 
I also, in the mix of this, had been in a, a coaching program with a, a mindset mentor, mindset coach of mine. And in one of the modules, she's not a human design expert, but in one of her modules, she had all of these personality tests. She had the Enneagram for us to take, the DISC assessment, the money archetypes um, from Denise Stuffel Thomas, and human design was one of them too. Because she wanted us to take all of these tests to better understand ourselves, but also so she as the coach could help coach us and guide us a little bit better. And I went down this rabbit hole with the human design piece of it. Cause I was like, well, what does it mean? Cause I'm a generator too. So I was like, well, what does that mean? What do these numbers mean? What are these gates? So it's like, you can go down this whole sidetrack and it was just something I had been doing. But the more I learned about my human design, and then I started to put the pieces together of like, well, this business I had built from, for this Pinterest marketing company, not wanting to scale it into an agency or resisting it at that point was telling me something that I needed to figure out, okay, what are my next best steps? What do I love about the work that I'm doing now that I can take forward? So I knew that growing an agency was just not the route I wanted to go. I loved the coaching side of it. I loved the strategy side of it. And so I knew I wanted to dive into that. But even there, I still felt a little almost boxed in with some of the work I was doing with the strategy um, with Pinterest and just organic marketing. And so I did make that shift, but ultimately that pivot came when it was like, why don't you start pulling in what you've already learned from human design into some of the work that you're doing? Because it's that if I'm having these same struggles of I'm building a business based on what everybody around me is telling me I should do next. What do I really want to do? What really works for me going forward? And that's when I ultimately decided to not just shift into the marketing strategy side of things, but then also pull in the human design. And the human design side of things has grown, I'd say, much more than I had anticipated. And I'm very excited about what it has become today and what it's going to become going forward. Oh, I love this, Jen. And I think as folks, if folks go out and take it, uh, take the the test and find out their human design type, they'll learn a little bit more about like invitations and all of those elements, which is, it sounds like there was some response that you got to hit yes. towards there and, and responded to. And also in a, in a way that we talk about a lot at co-create work is you started from a really intentional place, right? So it's like, hey, you know, folks are making this recommendation around scale, but let me take a beat and say, what does scale mean to me? Or what does the next phase of this business mean to me? And brought human design into that. And I hear a lot of intentionality and planning behind that decision as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, for sure. So you shared how, human design has helped you and then also how you're leveraging it now as a primary source of business. How have you seen human design help your clients? So this one is probably the reason why it lights me up so much to, to, to really lean into the human design side of things. Like it's like, yes, I can bring in the strategy. Yes. I have that, that background, but the human design side, it's, it's seeing the clients when they have that aha moment and I, and they have that permission to do the thing that they have been thinking about doing, questioning themselves on, doubting themselves on. But when they get more of that clarity, then comes that confidence in what they can do next. So for example, I had um, a client that she was looking at the different 
offers that she had for her, for her company. And she had um, a different, like she had a higher ticket. She had a lower ticket. She had different ways that she was serving people. And she said in her mind, the next logical thing to put out to the world was this container, this specific offer. And she had been going round and round in circles about it and not, not taking action on it. But she asked me when we were on a call, this is something I'm struggling with. Can you help me get clarity on what I should do with this? Should I do this? Should I not do this? Because that's what we do when we're struggling with something. We're like, do I, don't I, do I, don't I? And it, it really zaps your energy and your mental capacity when you're going around yes. and around in your head on things. And so what we did was looked at looking at her human design. She herself was a generator as well. So looking at her generator chart and looking at what her inner authority was. So the next thing you learn after your human design type is to understand your human design authority, which is your main compass for making decisions and aligned decisions. And we took away the external because so many of us, we pull in the external. What does my coach say? What does the next logical thing say? What does so-and-so say? We pull in all of the external to help us with that decision-making process. But for her, it was a matter of like, just let's get rid of it. Stop thinking along lines of this is the next logical best thing. This is what you should do next. Whoever said that, just quiet your mind and take a step back and turn the mind off and really feel into your body a little bit as to what feels the best for you. And for her, it was getting quiet and having her take a step back and then re-presenting with the, the idea she had. And in that moment, she said, that really sounds like a horrible idea to me. It feels, <laughs> it feels internally like not the next right step. And so that was kind of her answer is, you know, going forward, I can say no to this. I can put this idea on the shelf and I can move on. And how much brain space does that clear up? How much confidence do you have going forward that you made that right decision? So that's, I don't know if that answered that question, but that's one, one example from a client. Yeah, I love that idea. And you'd mentioned it a little bit earlier too, of that permission slip of sorts is mm -hmm. there's so much, we have so much information coming at us, especially in the entrepreneurial space. You start to be in circles with other entrepreneurs. You under, you start to see all these different functions that you need and different paths you could take. And one person saying, Oh, you got to focus on this piece first or that piece first. And I love that coming back into ourselves, listening to our inner knowing and that human design piece really gives us both the language and understanding of how to approach that inner knowing so that, so that we can make decisions from a place that feels aligned with who we are. So amazing and so impactful. Yes. Yeah. I, I really appreciate the piece. You know, there's a quote by Martin Luther King that says, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just the neck, the first step. And we often say, what well, you know, just what is your next right step? And so if folks have this information, are able to really get in touch with their intuition and identifying what's right next, you know, what's the next step for me? It can be really clarifying about everything else that you, uh, you the additional steps you want to take or where you want to go. Uh, and it's a really powerful tool for people to use because we hear this a lot as well. We have our recommendations that are definitely based on expert advice. They have, you know, there it's different inputs you can get from everywhere. Take that information, but yes. then tap in into, okay, knowing everything I know, understanding my authority, what's the best way for me to respond here? Yeah. And that's something that 
I talk to clients about all the time. They try, they're trying to see the next 500 steps and where that's going to get them. But it really comes down to the next right step. And then the next step from there, because then you're really leaning into and trusting that inner guidance. And sometimes your inner guidance already kind of sort of knows where you're going, but you don't consciously know or are aware of that yet. It's just really about trusting yourself enough to take that next right step with confidence without having the full guarantee of the the bigger picture or the end result. Yes. So great. So Jen, we would love to hear if you could just share a transformation from someone you've seen. So we know, and, and it can even be your own. We know that folks can reach out to Jen for amazing marketing, but you have this added layer of human design on top of it. What's one of the transformations that you've seen with your clients leveraging human design, something maybe that has surprised you or blown you away? I think one of the biggest transformations I have seen is clients getting this inner sense of peace like this, because at the end of the day, we are growing our business, not just to create another job for ourselves. We're growing our business to fulfill a purpose and create an impact for the people that we serve, but also to create a business that brings us joy, that doesn't drain us, that brings us the sense of fulfillment and joy and peace going forward. So another client like transformation that was huge this year um, or recently is she was working through her older business model of like one-on-one clients, group programs, course, and just trying to be everything to everybody. She was just an amazing person, but she had this in mind of letting go of what she she thought the business was supposed to look like or what she had this preconceived notion of what a successful business looks like and not being afraid to redefine it. So for her, that meant letting go of some of her one-on-one clients that weren't in alignment with her anymore, which is scary to think about. That also meant reworking the group offers that she was putting out there. So she was able to step into these group programs with much more sense of like likeness. It's it's almost like when you start working your human design and you start saying yes to the things that are in alignment for you and no to the things that are that you're no longer available for. It's like taking a backpack of bricks you've been carrying and deciding to set it down and leave it there as you keep walking forward. That's kind of what it's like. That is the the best picture I can give you. And so for her, that's that's the lightning that's happened over time. And it's not something that she necessarily did right away, but it was something, it was a process of like, this is what's in alignment for me. I am confident going forward that whatever ends up happening, like this is going to bring me so much joy. And as she shifted her business model, it's just been this like weight lifted off of her. So now what she, what she can do is she can spend more time with her family. She can do a little bit more with her travel. She can show up to a business that she loves. And it's not like this model of what she thought she should be creating for everybody else. It's what she desired to create for herself, for her life, for her family. Cause that business needs to fit around your life, not the other way around. Ooh, so powerful. And so I think folks, you have heard it from Jen that you can get, if you are ready to have more energy, more joy, more connection to the work that you're doing, 
human design, it's going to be a great way for you to do that. And we are team energy management over here (laughs) and making sure that you take care of yourself. You manage your energy uh, and that you do all of this and still have a tremendous impact on the world. So we don't ever want to say it's either or. And I think that human design can help you find a pathway where you don't feel like it's either or. It's really beautiful, Mm -hmm. Jen. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And as we have recently on the podcast this summer, been talking about well-being and just really being in that space, like this is another tool to help you in your well-being. And I loved, I think you even used the word calm maybe. I can't remember exactly, but we're all about building like a calm business and that alignment really helps us be in a state of calm. Even as we're growing, even as we're scaling, even as we're doing new and exciting things, it helps us do it in a calm and sustainable way. Yeah, exactly. You said calm and sustainable. right? (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) All right. Jen, I think that brings us to almost our last question. Before we go to that last question, we ask every guest, I wanted to check in and see, is there anything that we didn't ask you about that we you wish we had or that you think we missed? Well, I think looking back, I don't think so. I think we've covered a lot. I was, I feel like I was able to share a lot of the things I was truly passionate about, my journey, the way that human design um, can really be leveraged as a unique tool just to help in your life and in your business. So I think we're, I'm, I think it went really well. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we will have all the ways that you can find Jen in our show notes. She has her own podcast that I've been listening to as well. Jen, if you maybe want to just rattle through how people can get in connection with you. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the best ways to connect with me is um, on Instagram. So I am at jen.dice. That's J-E-N dot D-Y-S. That's where I hang out the most. So if you wanted to strike up a conversation, come hang out in my stories, see what I'm up to. That is the the best way to kind of see where what what's going on in my life right now. And then if you wanted to get started with human design, like if this episode or listening to what I'm talking about brought up more questions and you're like, how do I get started? What did she say? Um, I will link a free human design starter guide. That is one of the best ways to just get started. It tells you how to get your chart, what more of a breakdown of the different human design types, and just a couple of um, bonus video trainings for you um, on how you can leverage your human design. So that is at um, jendice.co slash HD start. And we will have that in the show notes for everyone. I saw Lakita light up when you talked about it. So I have a feeling we're going there. (laughs) I love that so much. And then our last question that we ask every guest on the podcast is what are the top three attributes that make you a successful leader, Jen? Okay. So this question, thinking about this, I think for me, fully knowing a little bit more about myself through my human design and just some of the past roles that I have played has really helped me create, become who I am today. And as a leader, I think for myself, working in the healthcare space and some of the job and the work that I'm doing now, having more of that, um, empathic sense around the people that I'm working with, that ability to relate to others 
from a nurturing perspective, from a servant perspective, um, that is one attribute. Another one is I can evolve and shift pretty easily. So kind of being able to move and shift dynamically, being able to evolve, being able to pivot that helps me from a leader standpoint, not only meet somebody else's needs, but also understand how I can be better, how I can do better through the work that I'm doing. Um, and I think the other one would just be that I, I, I approach every situation with an open mind. I've, I've been in uh, from coming from the corporate world. I've been in too many situations, too many meetings where the minds were closed. The, the decisions were one track, one way. And I think being able to approach things with that open mind, that welcoming heart focused sense of approach to things is another attribute that helps. Fabulous. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for being here. All the knowledge that you've shared with the listeners, I think they're going to find it so impactful. And we will have everything linked in the show notes. And we would just love to say, Jen, thank you for your leadership. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. And, you know, if you couldn't tell before, I get really excited just talking about this (laughs) stuff. So I'm definitely following my design and what lights me up. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with us today. For any resources referenced during today's episode, you can find that information in our show notes at cocreatework.com slash podcast. You can also connect with us on Instagram at cocreatework. If you have any questions about this episode or transforming the future of work, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at cocreatework.com. And if you'd like a little weekly love in your inbox, subscribe to our mailing list and get our guide to 40 powerful questions to accelerate your growth. The link is in the show notes. Finally, we want more leaders like you joining us each week. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Co-Create Work podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.